This meeting is being recorded. choices in our life we can be bad at what we do we can be average at what we do we can be good at what we do or we can be excellent or we can be elite everybody has a choice to do what they want to do and how they do it because in order to be excellent or elite you got to do special things you got to have special commitment and drive and passion to do things at a high level on a high standard all the time it doesn't matter what god-given ability you have that can probably make you good but without the rest of it i'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite welcome to one life live it podcast i'm your host steve callahan and i'm your friend callie thank you joe bear esposito for bringing us in with you're the best from one of the best movies ever the karate kid and i'm incredibly blessed uh today for a number of reasons one this is the 100th episode the 100th episode of one life live it podcast and how did it all start uh, we went into a global pause a number of years ago, and uh, from that, uh, I started a thing called Coffee Chat, and we would reach out, we would stay connected, I, we called it Connected in Quarantine, and uh, we kept the community going, we kept people's visions up, uh, things they wanted to do, and then from there, the podcast uh, came to life. Since then, again, 100 episodes, it's been incredible, um, and I want this podcast to be a vehicle and a platform to grow braver, model your values, and be an opportunity for you to impact the world. Through inspiring and motivating interviews, stories that are going to be shared by what I call global warriors and life nudgers, people that can just share a story to kind of nudge you along to maybe say, hey, I can do that too or I can at least pursue something that I want to do. So the people in our lives who paved the way, this podcast has been the canvas for those that choose to truly lead with love and respect. And today I have wanted to share the story um, of my friend, I'm going to say my friend, Owen Harvey. And um, I'm incredibly blessed that Owen has joined us today for the 100th episode. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Steve, and uh, for for friends, uh, I'm, ha I'm happy to be here and have a little bit more of a, a, a long format discussion to uh, reach the public. I would love that, and we want to hear your story. So I know the story, and, I, and I'll just take you back a little bit to kind of set it up. I was 48 years old. I came off a heart attack, and I walked into a gym at that age for me, and I've shared this story a few times. Um it's a little intimidating sometimes. Sometimes I look around the gym and I say, you know, I'm the old guy. Are you guys looking at me and saying, look, what's that old guy hanging around for doing? Um, but I'm incredibly inspired every day when I watch you. I'll share some stories and then I'd love for Owen to kind of share his story. This is dedication. This is what it's about. 
when it comes to pursuing your passion and your dreams. I will open the door at our gym at four o'clock. And before I got the door open, Owen is walking in. The incredible dedication that I have watched uh, uh, from this young man has been absolutely incredible. Um, As you listen to the story, I want you to think about your own kids. I want you to think about you as a kid and how you may have, you know, lost your dreams or your passions at any given time and how you can kind of relive that. Again, I'm 48 and walked in. I'm not 48 anymore, actually. (laughs) I'm I'm 52. I know I look 22. Um, But I walked in barefoot into a gym and said, I want this new lifestyle. And I've been welcomed uh, by everyone uh, that's been in there. And it's been an incredible, incredible part of my life. Um, And I love watching Owen. I love watching the dedication and I've only seen a little bit of it. So I would love to hear um, and I'd love for you to kind of share just a little bit. Hey, how did it all start? We're going to come to where we're doing now and where we might want to go with it all. Uh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Um, so like I'm finally to the point where I'm, I've uh, accumulated a little bit of name, like you're saying, like, you know, when I, I chat with people at the gym and stuff, I introduce myself and I say I'm Owen Harvey and they go, oh, I don't actually know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it wasn't it was definitely not always as such. Um, so to go right back to the beginning, uh, when I first got involved, not not even in martial arts, but just in sports, I started like can skate, like you know, like everyone around uh, the Bay in Newfoundland does. Uh, I probably should say where you're from. Yeah, I'm from uh, Carbonair. Uh, originally, kind of grew, grew up there, pretty much right for an hour and a half away from St. John's. Yeah, and I want you to keep that in mind as you're listening to this. An hour and a half away from St. John's. Okay. Um, for those that may be listening uh, again globally, we know we have our uh, kind of a local audience, but this podcast makes its way all over the world. And in doing so, uh, for a lot of people, that may not seem like a lot, an hour and a half away from a major city. But uh, when it comes to the, the dedication part of this, uh, you'll certainly appreciate that a little later. So please continue. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing Kansas I play hockey for uh, from the ages from four to six, uh, sorry, four to 10. Um, we never made any like good teams, never went away. I was always like C team Hall of Famer. Uh, I remember getting like I specifically remember getting benched when like the the minimum play time rules were still in effect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, they gave me uh, and they and because the coach felt bad about it at the time, yeah. they gave me the player award because I was kind of the chief in the ward. Yeah. And uh, my mom had no qualms about telling me it was a chief in the ward. I and and about like uh you know. Uh, my status as a hockey player, not to make her sound crash, like she's, a, she's, uh, if you ever met her, she's a lo- super loving person. Yeah. Uh, never meet anyone with a like, more gold heart, but um, she did not make any qualms about like, giving me a realistic perspective. So when I was about 10, she basically sat me down and said, you know, hey, hockey's not for you. Uh, I think you should quit and, tr- and tr- you know, give that up and try something new. So um, just being 10, I was like, all right, all right I'm going to go to karate. Yeah. So, um, there's a karate studio that was around the bay. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started there. Um, did karate and a bit of jitsu for the first couple of years from probably ages 10 to 13. Did some karate tournaments, like nothing crazy, just local stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I, around 12, uh, I told my mom I want to be a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, around 12? Yeah. At 12, I told my mom I'm a professional fighter. At 12 fighter. years old, you told your mom that you wanted to be a professional yeah. fighter. Yeah. Okay. Um, and at 13, I kind of made the decision because if anyone, if you know anything about like sport karate, it's uh, it's very like point fighting oriented. Mm-hmm. So, and if you want to be a professional player, you gotta learn how to fight, like, um, uh, you know. So, I just, I 
I went down, went online, and I found a website that uh, led me to the gym I'm at, uh, that I've trained at for the last couple of years, even Muay Thai. Sent crew a message, and he got back to me. I ended up, I actually ended up uh, getting my mom to convince one of her fr- friends from work to let me stay at her house for the first two weeks, so I could just go in and train. Like I used, I used to go and train like four hours a day, just like whenever gym opened to whenever gym shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and woke up stiff as a board every morning because all the clinch. Yes, and we had clinched last night, by the way. Yeah. Um, I just want to share, too, just want to make sure that everybody understands. Uh, we refer to a special person in our life as crew. Um, and in Muay Thai, uh, we refer to head trainers, head instructors as crew. Um, but this is James Richard and a uh, very special person. And obviously, um, you know, to make that relationship at that age of 13, there's just so much. I know you're rolling through this, but I, I, I'm... The more I listen, the more my cheeks just hurt so much. At 12, you make a decision to be a fighter. I'm just going to share this again with you. I, I don't want to, I'm just, at 13, you start, you know, living with your mom's friend. But I love the story because I have an extreme hockey background of 35 years. I've been scouting uh, professional players, major junior hockey players for the NHL and for European leagues for over 15 years. But for your mom to say, this is not for you. <laughs> you need to find something else. There would be, uh, that sounds like just the one hockey parent that I would know of that would say that at that age. Yeah. And, uh, but with your total best interest at heart and, uh, and where you sit today is incredible. Uh, your mom is a very special person. Definitely. Well, yeah. uh, she definitely didn't think that I was going to leave the here. Like yeah. I was a pretty nerdy kid. Like I was a little bit overweight and, and that kind of thing. So you know, I wasn't the. Uh, a lot of my friends were athletically inclined. You know, making yeah. A team, making B team, going going away to tournaments. So I, I wasn't that. So I needed something. Uh, she wanted me to find. It didn't have to be sports. She just wanted me to find something that I could have a passion at. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because you need things for uh, to add fulfillment to your life. Let's say. Yeah. So you started at uh, 13 at Eight Lynn Muay Thai. Yep. Um. So it was the summer. I was turning uh, like 13, going on 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come in and I, you know, uh, I remember, do you remember Greg Thornhill? I, I did. Um, he was, he was getting ready for nationals and stuff like that at the time. So I was kind of, uh, I came in and I was uh, helping him get ready. And like, uh, to, to mention my mom again, um, after my two weeks was kind of up that summer, yeah. she started taking me in once a week, uh, yes. you know, three hour round trip, yeah. um, coming for sparring. I go home, shadow box, sparring again next week, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then at the, uh, like, as we got closer to some tournaments and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, especially when I, like, just crew made me would kind of wait, wait a year because yes. uh, on purpose, because he's playing, he's mind gaming me, so I'd be uh, a little bit more hungry for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when we did, but when we did finally start training for nationals and stuff, she was bringing me in probably two or three times a week, uh, you know, just for other days and stuff like that. And like, um, like shout out to her because like uh, dad works away, you know, he's an oil worker and stuff like that. Yep. So you know, she was she was kind of rigging this on her own, like yeah. Um, I mean, he's got, he's making the dedication uh, in different areas, uh, obviously, and 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 incredibly committed to be able to provide. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and her with the you know the physical, I mean, it's amazing when I think about it, uh, what parents you know will do, and and mm-hmm. you know we live a life of excuses, but. Again, it's not an hour and a half away. It's a three-hour drive. Yeah. It's to and from, uh, and that that dedication at those levels is, wow, it's just a special, special woman. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, uh, Dad's made his fair share of trips too. Like, yeah. I've seen him get off night shift and and barely barely be able to keep his eyes open and trudge over to trudge over the highway for me. Wow. Um, 
but around like 15, that's when like, I guess you say everything started to kick off. Yeah. Uh, I went to the first nationals, um, beat the Ontario champion pretty handedly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, uh, we won, we won best team that year. It was a uh, 2018. That was, it was a really big year for England. Like, uh, we, we really like, set, set the pace at the, that national tournament that year. Yeah. Um, continuing on, uh, and like during this time, I'm still doing some grappling stuff. Like yeah. I'm still, I went yeah. to, uh, Especially in wrestling, um, I won like on um, for Atlantic level. I was I was pretty good. Like I won the Atlantics. Uh, only had two points scored on me that tournament. Uh, one for the British Open. Um, you know, I went to nationals. Now I I, I didn't uh, I think I only cracked like top ten that that tournament. Like I was sixth in Canada or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just just sixth in Canada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like that was all good. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 kind of jumping around a little because it's all it's all such a haze now. Thinking, I know, thinking, I know. Thinking back good. on it, right? But yeah. uh, I ended up giving up karate to pursue Muay Thai full time, so I gave that up around. Um, I think that was probably when I started training for nationals. Um, that was probably when I gave made the full transition to Thai fighter. Yes, and we um, should probably uh, discuss that a little tiny bit in the sense because a lot of people can relate to karate. Hmm. Uh, you know, they may see movies and, and those kind of things and things that are popular. And I know that we've had a, uh, I had a great uh, discussion with, with uh, our friend Justin Parsons mm-hmm. uh, as he was pursuing um, a professional bout uh, a little while back. And we discussed Muay Thai, but Muay Thai is the art of eight limbs. Or maybe you want to discuss it yourself. Yeah, and provide your story because it is a different, it is a different martial art. I would, I would probably lean towards probably one of the most violent martial arts, but yeah. you can certainly discuss it a little bit more for those that mm-hmm. doesn't don't have any idea what it call. My mom calls it Maui Thai. So yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's probably like uh, for me, for me, it's it's a little bit more, but like uh, simply because like I um, it's the most complete stand up martial art there is in terms. There's no grappling on the ground or anything like this, but you can knee, you can elbow, you can kick. You can, there's not much. There's very little. You can't hit anyone in the groin. You can't hit anyone in the groin or the back of the head. Learn that. Like you can kind of have your way with it. Yeah. Um, but like culturally, I think it's I think it's a very beautiful thing too because it's, it's very distinct from kickboxing, even in because uh, you won't you won't really notice uh, unless until you get into it. But kickboxing, I find, has a little bit more of this uh, uh, a gusto to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Versus Muay Thai is a little bit more patient and like yeah. uh, you see a little, a little bit more. Uh, they're very forward and powerful in their in their performance. Let's say, especially when you go over to Thailand, yeah. you'll see if they don't like backing up uh, very much to Thailand. No, no. Um, stand right there in the circle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, because like for me personally, I would I would probably say that my main uh, martial art is Muay Thai, and then probably followed by wrestling and uh, Jiu Jitsu. Okay. So we're we're off to the nationals. We're do we're starting to have some success in the nationals uh, level as far as Muay Thai is concerned. Yeah, that was a big that was a big win for me to be honest with you. Because like uh, you know, telling my friends that we're always on the A team while I'm running the nationals, and they just been like, oh whatever, like yeah. hey, and then come back <laughs> and and you know, went, bring home a gold medal was a, a real victory. Yeah. Uh, for me. And the first gold medal would have been age 15 or? Yeah, uh, I was in the 14, 15 year old division. Okay. Um, and I fought, I fought the, the, the Ontario gold medalist. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I continue on uh, from like the 16, 17 years. Uh, especially grade 11 was probably my most productive before the whole like uh, social break and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was, I went to WKA because. If you know anything about like Muay Thai and Canada, I guess you could say it, it breaks up feder- kind of federation-wise into West, Central, and West. Okay. 
Um, like you see a lot of like Mike Malls and WAA and uh, mm-hmm. that kind of organizations um, down in Alberta versus see like a lot more of like Muay Thai Canada in Ontario. So I won the Muay Thai uh, Canada uh, tournament nationals in Ontario. Um, so, and I had an opportunity to go west to WKA to kind of like, I wanted to kind of solidify um, that, like I was the, the number, like the number one really prospect. Couple of, yeah. yeah. So I went up to WKA mm-hmm. and I remember, um, see here's, and like, I didn't think I was running in trouble like this, this early, mm-hmm. uh, but I went up to WKA and I remember we waited in and there's a guy that was above my, above me in age. He was, he was going on 17, 18. I was still at 15, 16 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and we were, but we were in the same divisions and the same weight. So I figured the organization just for right there, you know, do the best time. Um, so we go away in and his trainer mentions to my trainer, uh, it wasn't actually Crow's time, it was uh, Maddie Nolan, who was uh, a corner manager for this one. Um, and he says, oh, we started fighting nationals, like nice question mark kicking. So we, so we knew, uh, we kind of like knew, uh, knew off that, that they were, like they'd seen me. And he, the guy said that he didn't want to fight. Yeah. Um, because we're different age divisions, and even though all I had to do, we both we both had just had to agree to it. Right. Uh, we said no, and then the organization kind of like thrashed them a little bit because they were like, "Come on, man, we're not giving you a medal when there's a you know a kid below your age division." Right. So I went up age and fought him, and I actually fought him twice back to back. Right. Uh, for K one and Muay Thai, okay. and uh, one uh, one nationals uh, for both of those divisions, and then came back, and I think it was a year later, won the. Uh, Muay Thai. So game. did you defeat him twice? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, it's actually a funny story. I was I fought him Muay Thai. Yeah. Came out, took the gloves off, yeah. and I wrapped my hands too tight. Yeah. Um. So my hands were ringing, like because the blood the blood was right. starting to fall off. Yeah. And I was complaining to Maggie. I was like, my hands are ringing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, we literally took the elbow pads off, and then we went to fight like, K one. Right. Um. And eight. And this is like very eight. If, if I give you like, the best like the, depiction of like eight eight limb like spirit. Yes. Here's what it is. I'm complaining to Maggie about my hands. Yes. And he looks at me and he winds up and he like throws like a, a big like headbutt in on, on me while I'm wearing a headgear. So like knocks my head back and I'll, and he's like, Do your hands hurt anymore? And I'll, I'm like, I'm like, no, they don't. And he's like, good, no punch. And then I did. So that sounds uh sounds a little little eightland uh yeah uh theme oriented for sure. Um and we say that with with beautiful, beautiful passion. Um I, I just want to touch on a couple of things. Yeah, of course. People um we're, you know, here we are, we're just tossing it back and forth. And I've been, you know, I, I was doing some uh, kickboxing fitness before I walked into Aitlin, but now since I've been in Aitlin, I've sparred and, you know, and I've taken, uh, you know, I've, you're, you're going to take punches and you're going to take punches to different areas and kicks and things like that. And it's the most alive feeling. And I know that would be hard for people to appreciate, but for the person that's sitting there today and might be watching this on YouTube or listening to it on, on the other various mediums, audio wise, driving the car, you know, you're getting punched in the face. Like people, like I know for you, yeah. this is something that you've grown up it's 12 years old. It's now it's part of your life, but there's times when you get punched in your face and your, your head is ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got the, we've got the snots coming from the nose. The eyes are watering. It's not nice. Uh, it's not nice, but I think, I think it's good for you. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a little bit uh, humbling. humbling. Very humbling. Um, like if if I can give like advice to anyone, just come in, come in a spare boxing session just just for kicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like most, and like they won't even hurt you probably. Like, if you're no. sparring with a good boxer, yeah. he'll just touch you up, touch you know, you. and you'll be like, well, like he probably would kill me if it was a real fight. So I've shared many times stories that that Muay Thai for me, uh, the family, the community, uh, crew, James, um, mm-hmm. everything in my life now has slowed down. 
I'm able to see and appreciate things at a different level um, and, and really appreciate time more than what it is before because you have to be patient in the, in the moments of those. So, uh, so things are rocking and all of a sudden then we have a global pause. Everybody's told to go home. Everybody's told yeah. to stop doing stuff and uh, we've got to go through that kind of thing. And that must have knocked you a little bit off the rails. Yeah. Well, to, to give you like the best picture too, like, and like, I think this will help like the, to kind of put the timeline a little yeah. bit more in perspective. So I've been kind of jumping here and there, uh, you know, uh, cause this, this was, this was, uh, six or seven years ago, yeah. now, like almost, almost a decade ago, uh, especially right from, right from the start. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but, uh, like this, is, when we went to the global pause, it was a really big change because I just won, uh, Muay Thai Canada nationals again. Mm-hmm. Uh, against the bigger division yeah. too, like I think my division was the division of four five, which is uh, which is pretty big for the the seven, like the mm-hmm. when you have the two year age splits. Yeah. Um. Now I did win one of those fights by uh, forfeit because uh, the way it went down was that I was fighting. I met one of uh, the guys in another division, and I was talking to him, and I pointed out the guy I was fighting in the first round. He was like, "Oh, that's the Ontario champion again. Like he's the favorite to win." Yeah. And I was like, "Man, I, I won like three national championships. Like oh, I should be the favorite to win. Like what's this? What's going on here?" <laughs> um, but anyway, I went and beat him, and you know, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but uh, the way it works is that there's a, a ring, and then there's a bench for who's up next. Yes. Um. So you you watch the fight in front in front of you. And it just so happened that I was supposed to fight in uh, the, like the next round of fights for my division was watching my fight. Yeah. So he watched me. I tune and like I did tune up that guy pretty pretty good. So uh, <laughs> the next day, come the guy comes in and he says he says he's injured. Uh, and so he sends him to the doctor. And the doctor doctor's like, yeah, like um, like yeah, but you're, you can still fight. It's up to you. And he said he doesn't want to fight. Uh, which, to be honest with you, like my my thought was actually gone, like it was ruined from the first fight. Uh, so you know he thought he might have been fine, um, but really didn't sit well. Uh, it didn't you know it was a little bit annoying because when you when you travel all that when you spend the money to go up to you know Ontario and stuff like from Newfoundland, you want you want the most experience you can. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we win we win this, and uh, you got to keep in mind like coming up like right from like uh, when I first joined the gym at thirteen. I'm always a kid at the gym. Like, um, like there's never any, there's very rarely, there's probably when I first started, like four or five teenagers at Eatland. Like, how many teenagers do you think there are at Eatland now? Maybe, maybe two. Yes, not many. Um, so it was always kind of like that, and you were training with adults, and yeah. I was, I was 125 pounds. Yeah. Like I remember, like my first uh, nationals, my my main sparring partner was Charmaine. Right. Um, beautiful. Yeah, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, she's just, uh, she's 125 pounds, like, you yeah. know, um, or whatever like that. Um, but when, when the, the pandemic came, we all kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. When, when I came back, I had kind of, like, I finally hit, like, you know, man, the man strength kind of thing, <laughs> um, which was, which was fun. Cause when you're 145. Yeah, when you're all aspiring bigger guys and they're all manhandling you in the clinch, you, you learn to be quick and then you get a little bit of power behind it, like, it really yes. starts to come, come full transition. Um, and like to be, to be honest with you, like I I took I spent a lot of time being patient in, in the pandemic, like big, like big time. Like I don't I, I don't get that too in that too no. much, but uh, like I I like I really took that time to just uh, kind of hunker down and say I'm gonna, I'm gonna train when this comes out. Like right. I'll, I'll be you know I'll be ready to come at the reels. And um, so I was because when when it all did shut down, uh, when or when it all kind of like opened up again, I was uh you know pretty much first first playing right. first playing the Thailand. Um, that's a tough thing. It is a tough thing because there was, there was a lot of people that will make a life of excuses. You touched mm-hmm. on the guy who, you know, the injury and in those moments, mm-hmm. it, it, it takes incredible mental strength 
family support, obviously, to keep you kind of guided along. This is a podcast, One Life Live It. Uh, this is about sharing stories about how it, you know, what it takes to stay on track, to just, you know, continue to pursue what you want to do to make the, become the best version of ourselves to be, to, uh, to continue to do so. Here we are almost like a lifetime of achievements and you are 19. Well, to, like to take that point you're putting there, um, about like really trying to like uh, to, to live to your fullest yeah. let's say like uh, someone asked me one time who was close to me about like why do you keep uh, competing because like if you if you know anything about like, the eight one elite camps yes. they're really difficult yes. like uh it's not for faint to hurt like uh, there's times i'll walk in the elite camp being like why well, i'm in here like i really hate like i really hate being here yeah uh and like and that's the that's the point i'm trying to make i don't always want to do this man no. like no. You know, it's not all about like in life, uh, no matter what you're doing, like for me, it's martial arts. For other people, might be, uh, you know, their finger that thing. Yeah. Um, there's going to be suffering, like you mean, and like uh, the only solution to that is voluntary suffering. So like, for and it, for fighting, it's a really direct context in terms of if you don't do your running, uh, you get kicked in the head. Like, yeah. um, so you can't you do you really feel that physical like ramification yep. there. Yeah. Um. So, so like. I, I try to take inspiration from people that I find really mentally and spiritually strong mm -hmm. in terms of like, there, there's never an excuse. If you don't have time, it's because you're not making the time. If you don't yeah. have, like, there's always this, a little step you can take. I think it's incredible. I'm so, uh, so thankful and blessed for you to be here today. The incredible wisdom. Um, uh, and again, I don't downplay this. I say at your age, and I'm not speaking down, I'm speaking up. Uh, but to, to be at your years of wisdom um and to be able to speak that way there are people out there that i know uh, maybe in their 40s 30s 50s 60s 70s that are still wanting to do something uh wanting to pursue something uh and again uh, to have that insight is, is something special i hope you're listening because these are these are uh, uh incredible insights to have uh we come out of the uh the pause um and life takes a real different turn as far as uh, your dedication is concerned, uh, tell us where you decided to to move. Uh, so move your life towards. Yeah. So basically, all from high school, I had uh, saved money, pulled some money here, along with you know a little helping hand here or there. Yeah. And I uh, arranged some flights. That I uh, I eventually ended up in time up in time. In first of October was the first day I was there. Um. And I originally, I lived in two places. I lived in Phuket for a month and I lived in Toh Samoa for two months. Uh, and it was, man, it was, I can't even explain like what a ride uh, and what like a crazy and like magical place Thailand is. It's, uh, it's really beautiful. Like not only the place, but people too, or it's, it's really beautiful. But um, in terms of my experience with the Muay Thai there, because I could go on forever about the culture, yeah. the cultural bits. Um, like I was living on camp. I was like, I was like, you, I, I open my door and look outside, like I can see the gym. Um, I was probably like, I was, uh, in my first camp, I was in a free store, story flat. So yeah. I opened the top. Yeah. And we come down, uh, seven, seven or eight in the morning. I think it was seven at this camp. Um, two hours of training there. Um, go to your rest, usually take a nap, eat, eat that type of thing. Yeah. Come back, I think it was four o'clock. Uh, just the times, it was usually four or five. It was seven or eight and then four or five. Right. Um, at both camps that we come and, and then do our uh, another training, mm -hmm. the two-hour session, right? Um, so I ended up taking one fight in Phuket. I fought at uh, Patang Stadium. Mm -hmm. um, How many people would be there in that type, type of situation? Probably, uh, I know there was like 40 Canadians there because there happened to be a big tour bus that took them all there that night. And I, I don't know, it was, it was great because I also saw people make leaves. They're like, oh, like, 
<laughs> and it was, really, it was one of those atmosphere. But I'd say maybe 150 people okay. like at the stadium. Yeah. Um, and I ended up fighting a, a tie. Uh, that was my first fight, and I, I won that pretty single-handedly. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was, it was a very do- uh, dominant decision, I would say. And uh, especially it was a little bit of a, a mind trip. I got out, and my trainer was like, "Oh, I didn't want to tell you before, and it's a tie guy." <laughs> Uh, but he actually has 150 fights. Like, you know? uh, um, they will start to fight at, at very, very young ages. Oh, like, in uh, the culture. Then. The guy, the doc, uh, I was fighting wasn't old. He was maybe like 24, 25. And 150 fights. Yeah, it's just something he does, kind of does on the side. Wow. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, I, which, that was a bit like reaffirming that, you know, like, I, I had the skill to uh, hang out. Yes. Um, so moving on, we moved to Tosa mm-hmm. I'm training, I'm, uh, I'm training for, I actually had some other fights lined up, but I had some unfortunate events happen, uh, some passings with my family and stuff like that that happened, uh, which threw me, and here's, and like, here's actually, and this is, there's a silver lining here, um, uh, like, everyone's thrown off the track, the track at one time or another, you know what I mean? Like, you might, you might be like me and, you know, I had a passing family, I'm here in Thailand, kind of, uh, you know, a little bit lost, or you could be 35 and just saying now, like, yeah. you know, I want to get into this. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter on that end. Uh, it's just getting back on the path. Yeah. Um, so I get back on. Uh, I actually, had, I, I actually came back here. I came back here because I need, I, I really need uh, some community around me. Because uh, for anyone who's done like the, the solo travel to Thailand, you're training for months. Like, it's, it's a lonely thing, especially when you're getting ready I mean, for flights. How many hours? How many hours of flight? Oh, it's over. It's it's pretty much twenty four hours. Twenty four hour flights, uh, living. I think, and I've seen some 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 videos and stuff. Just just living in a little room, little, yeah. little tiny room, maybe a bed. Yeah. Uh, and then just just constant camp fighting. And, and you throw it out there because I know this is such a part of your life. I train for two hours, but what's a training session like for the for the person there that doesn't yeah. really understand? You know what goes into just a two hour training session? So. It, it changes camp to camp, yeah. um, but usually what I was, what we'd be doing, you get up, have a run, come back, see, like, depending on what camp you're at, it might just be, like, uh, between three or four kilometers in the morning, come back, skip for 10 minutes, uh, well, three rounds, so nine minutes, yeah. uh, shadow box, five rounds, um, usually, uh, and then you usually go on pads, or uh, between three and five rounds, right. uh, pads between three and five rounds. Uh, and then you usually spar uh, or do clinch between three and five rounds, and then and then you'll go for sit ups, chin ups, uh, some like just like muscle conditioning push ups, that kind of that kind of thing. Um, and that yeah, like that you that'll usually take you about two hours, hour and a half, two hours. That's and then it's again later on in the day. Yeah, and then same thing in the afternoon. Right. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Um, let's talk about the second part. Yeah. Uh, so I I went back. Um, I went back, it must have been January. Yeah, January. Yeah. Uh, I actually ended up living with a, a friend that I made while I was in post Muay the first time. Because mm-hmm. uh, he was a Muay Thai trainer, I decided I wanted to go and tra- train with him. Because it, it does, it feels nice having someone that you know has a little bit of care for you yes. uh, when you're in the ring, especially at, uh, when you're fighting like um, like full rules, let's say. Yes. Uh, and you got no shin guards on, you got no elbow pads on. Uh, like you want someone that has your best interests at, at heart. Yes. Um, so I made this friend. His name was Clang. Clang, mm-hmm. uh, and he, and so I went down with him. And we trained. I actually I did a lot of running for that camp. That was uh like a lot of conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we went in. I was fighting a a guy from Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, but like 
you gotta you gotta understand the way Thailand stadiums work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very mix and match. Like uh, I, 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 they told me I was fighting a dog from Canada, yeah. um, and he was printed on the poster, and they had to hang yeah. flag on or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they, the day of the fight, they told me I was fighting a Russian guy. <laughs> and then I got there, and they said, "No, you're actually fighting Canadian guy, but he's not Canadian. He's Finnish." <laughs> um, and so I ended up fighting him, and I, like I was really happy with that performance. I felt like that was my best fight to date. Right. Um, hit him with parallel balls, pushed kicks. He was tough kid. Like uh, can't take anything away from him. He kept kept coming forward and didn't lose heart, which yeah. is nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, th- 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 and again to like pronounce to you how like, crazy the stadiums are. Mm. Um, my friend Clang uh, was also fighting the same night, uh, but he didn't he, he, like to them. It's not a big deal. Right. Um, so he's and he's fighting bare knuckle. Wow. So he's in the back. He's in the back smoking cigarettes or whatever. Um, and they sent me out to fight, and they and he just sent like his friend, his what he tells his brother, um, yeah. who didn't speak any English. <laughs> so I'm coming back from the corner, and he's getting my note card and just giving me water or whatever. Uh, and the advice I'm getting is from the gambling section that's right next to my um, yes. right next to my corner because they uh, they speak yeah. a little bit of English and they know how the scoring works. Yeah. So they'll be like, "Oh, you're up or you're down," or like next time you need to like knee and then elbow. Like, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it, it, it was really wall, like wall and climb. Like just yeah, they don't make they don't make uh, any climbs, but like no. but when you've seen like kids fighting from that's like, a eight really years old, big no excuse lifestyle. It is like uh, I, I to be honest with you, I felt a little bit like. I, I was really living with it at that time because yeah. I remember hearing stories of like uh, you know Simon Marcus or whoever like being down in scenes and not having a com- not having a corner yeah. uh, and foot and you know just kind of doing it themselves and you know that was that was me. Um, so you know yeah that's what I'm up to. It's uh, and, and for those we have thrown that road around a uh, corner but you know that person that looks out for you, uh, you know again with your best interest at heart. We certainly need all those people in our life, not only just when we're fighting in the ring, but those people that are in our corner. We've heard it so many times, uh, and you've heard me say it today as well. Uh, so many times. So the journey is still going on. We're still pursuing things, um, and, and that's that's the beauty of this. You know, there's there's some sexy stuff out there now. There's things like uh, you know, people love the MMA world. Uh, people love the uh, you know the UFC and all these. There's so many. There's there's hundreds of promotions. And, you know, you always have your top ones, and there's things that are locally, Atlantic-wise, Canadian-wise, North America, all those kind of things. And certainly, then, you know, as we progress with momentum, um, for those people that you know, they kind of like those uh, to hear about those stories. Uh, is there a passion to pursue anything like that? Uh definitely. Like, I'm gonna I'm ride a train till the wheels fall off. Like on that one. Um, see, see. I will say, like, in my process, let's say, because I, I, I really do think of, like, what I'm doing as, like, an artistic process. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, it's more so about the experience and, and performance for me. Like, I, like, I really want to be, in my career, an entertainer. I want people to, and, to come in and – but I don't want I, – not I, – I want to be an entertainer, but I don't want to be a caveman. Yes. I, don't want, I don't want you to come in and see, see me because you, because you like seeing me get punched in the face. No. Like, I want you to see me because I'm doing, I'm doing things that, uh, yeah, he, that, people aren't, <laughs> that, that people aren't doing. <laughs> um so for mma uh the money is definitely there like uh if anyone knows about like kickboxing as a sport it's not the richest and well-paid sport yeah um but i will say like there are some uh organizations now like just talking about that one fc tournament happening at west now like if something like that came along um i would definitely be more like one fc um performing more entire kickboxing would be uh would be a big goal a big goal of mine um 
as for like stuff right now, I'm I'll keep it the uh, hush hush. Sure. Um, yep. But I am I am working with some organizations, both mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, nationally yep. and stuff like that uh, to get some flights going. That's awesome. That's exciting. Um, I'm just going to ask throw out some questions, and I'd like to uh, you know, just kind of moving away from sure. the martial art and white tie thing because I think that you resemble so so much of what people would love to see themselves uh, involved in. Um, what's the biggest challenge you might think most athletes face today? And I, and, you know, we think about all different stuff of high level athletes, or even mm-hmm. if you can relate to somebody else, but, uh, what's the greatest challenge for most of them today? You know, you, this is um, someone for you who's made a decision yeah. to move to Thailand, but mm-hmm. even just the athletes today, elite hockey players, or, you know, baseball, softball, basketball, swimming, anything at all. And like, I'll just, I'll just refer to like, uh, the, the athletes that I see most, yeah. it's a lot of combat athletes, but also like I like basketball, I like yeah. a little bit. Um, and I'll refer even more to uh, amateur athletes, yeah. but I think professional athletes uh, can definitely take one less. I think more, they need more humbleness. I think more humble humbleness uh, at all levels yeah. is just um, it will 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 give you more love and learning in the long run. Yeah. Um, because as soon as soon as you like you let your ego try and take over and say like no, I actually like. When say someone asks a question in class, you say, "No, I don't answer that. I don't need to listen yeah. to this answer." You know what I mean? You're losing. You're losing right there. Like, yeah, that's um, beautiful. That's beautiful. When somebody asks a question in a class, you feel you know the answer, that you just want it. You you want to shut up. That is some incredible insight right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be humble, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah. we're gonna have those humbling experiences every day. And, um, you know, for athletes, they, most people would probably say, well, more training or more money or this and this or go away, go away. No, it's to just be humble in the, in the moment. Uh, that's incredible. Um, really. Um, just like, even, sorry. Yeah, no, go, go. I just want to, uh, like make, like make the point to this, like, uh, growth is a solemn process. Like, uh, you can't, you can't shout, uh, of how much you're doing and actually do it. Uh, like you were like. It really is uh, uh, something within you, mm-hmm. and you gotta kind of you gotta introspect to uh, build that. Um, so, like, same for like, uh, yeah, that's all I have. To, uh, I think that there is something that I just want to not end on, but kind of keep there. Um, that growth is a silent process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that some people can. Uh, can really, really relate to today uh, to take from that as well. So let's have a couple of fun questions uh, and, and just go in there. I, you know, just let it roll off. Don't give it any much more thought. But what motivates you? Just as a like if like why 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 wouldn't I like yeah. you know, if if I like uh, and also it's fun. Like I really like uh, like I like sparring. Like yeah. I like sparring. I like I like I like fights. Like you mean like uh, I'm blessed. I get to watch you spar, and I, and I tell you, it is. Mm-hmm. It is it's beautiful art to watch you in the moment. There's the times I'll stand next to somebody and, uh, and, and, you know, they may be somebody new and, uh, you know, this, oh, they're doing very well against Owen, you know, they're going, you know, moving them back in the corner. I said, no, Owen's moving them back in the corner. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a reason behind this. So it's like, I love to watch uh, every Sunday when we have the opportunity to do so and really watch you perform uh, because I think we're seeing something that's very, very elite. Well, I, I love uh, the way Joe Rogan puts it. Like, yeah. uh, it's high level problem solving. Like it's yeah. all, it's not, it's, it's just a game. Yeah. And like, uh, that is definitely something like, they'll teach you in Thailand mm-hmm. is that like they treat it very game. Like it's not too much uh, seriousness put into it. I, I, it is serious, but uh, it's, it's not too much stress put into it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I keep these simple, please. please. Yeah, no What's one idea you think we could implement today in the world 
that would make life just a little more easy? Oh, uh, uh, all right, this is going to be a bit of a loaded answer, but like, um, perhaps the ban on lobbying. Yeah. Um, like, I, like, I won't, I won't adjust no. too much into like yeah. the political realm, but like, uh, corporate, corporate interests yeah. and uh, like people's interests, is a lot of times have uh, counteract. Or actually, let me let me change my answer. I think no, that yeah, that just came. Uh, I think more unity and openness for people. Yeah. Um, because I think that actually that answer solves the other the other problem if people just start having a little bit more of a conversation, like. Uh, and especially with like the technology, people are so shut off, man. Like people yeah. think they're more connected, but they're more shut off. Like more, dis- more disconnected than they yeah. were. Um, I don't want you to listen to this once. I want you to listen to this over and over and over. Uh, again, uh, watch on YouTube, watch the Passion, listen um, on all of the audio streams because the messages that are coming through here feel like they are decades worth of wisdom, and uh, we're coming from a very short period of time. Uh, you know, t- to really think about that, uh, to uh, as Owen just shared, it's time to become more connected uh, than disconnected. Don't know if you're a Superman fan. Don't know if you can relate mm-hmm. to these words, but what's your superpower? Um, I think I think I've just picked things up quick. I think uh, like my, my pursuit, like pursuit of knowledge, yeah. has been a big asset to me because, like, remember as a kid, like when yes. I sparred, yes. after sparring, it was like clockwork. What can I do to get better? What can I do next week? You wow. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like he was, he was hitting me with this. How do I stop that? Uh, yeah. And what would be your kryptonite? So your weakness? Uh, I don't like weight cutting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't want to die. I think. Yeah. Um, but like that, like the sweating part. Like I like, to, I like to feel healthy, and I, yeah. like you know, I don't like to take away from my, my brain's uh, like hydration yeah. and stuff. Like yeah. I think that can be a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Um, um, but like, don't get me wrong. There's there is an advantage to having twenty pounds. Like I'm dying fighting. You know what I mean? It don't yeah, hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we're sitting here, hopefully a year from now, and we're celebrating what a great twelve months looks like. What does life look like for you? Uh, Twelve years old. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll probably be back in school because yeah. uh, I'm planning on returning September while mm-hmm. I'm saving up money to yeah. return to Thailand. Um, hopefully, some uh, some more fights. I, I definitely want to stay active. Like I don't want to let the after just come off this long layoff. Yes. I don't want to let the fire burn. Uh, can what's the word? Ember burn. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to probably this year end up with two or three fights. Yeah. Um, and like. Yeah, I feel like that's a good number for me because I like to be smart on what, what I'm picking mm-hmm. um, to make sure it's the best opportunity for me. Um, beautiful. Tell us something that nobody knows anything about you. Nobody something knows anything about me. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty open. I'm pretty open book. It's hard because like now you think about everything that people do know. Yeah. Um. I like I really like pick, uh, having conversations with people, like yeah. uh, even just like sh- like strangers and stuff like that. Like like uh, that's cool. Like like I said, with like more union and stuff. Like I hope people hear this. I hope yeah. I hope they shoot me a message, and yeah. I got and I'll be more receptive to having conversations. Feel free to reach out. Yeah, uh, I know when I did. Um, I I asked. I said I would love for you to be here for episode one hundred, and you said obviously yes right away, and. Uh, and we were able to make it happen. Okay, I'm just gonna one more. Uh, what's your uh, favorite movie? Um, Good Will Hunting. Uh, I think I have a bit of like I have a bit of personal connection that movie. It's, yeah. it's, it's just too good. Yeah. So, and if there's a movie about Owen Harvey, who's gonna play you? Uh, hopefully someone younger. That's some good Patrick yeah. Swayze here going on there. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully somebody younger. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, uh, well, I hope it's not too soon. Well, do we have somebody that you think would be? Uh, 
Mm -hmm. Perfect. You're sitting back and you get to make that choice. That's the person I want to play. Yeah, me in a movie. And again, we're just having fun. Here. Maybe maybe Tim Cashalme. I guess, yeah, I'll just throw him in. He's, yeah, he's, he's, just, I think he'd be like, uh, especially in the younger thing, he's like yeah. when I was a little more scrawny and arm. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I believe it's always necessary for us to do a life inventory. Uh, always reevaluating our circle. Um, honoring the people in our lives, which you have done all throughout mm -hmm. this conversation. I honor my mom. I honor my dad. I honor Crew James. Um, mm. I honor the my new people, new relationships I've met in Thailand, new trainers and new new corners. Uh, I honor all those people I meet, and I want to continue to honor them by meeting new people. And, and I think that's just amazing. Attention goes where energy flows, mm. um, and I think we need that for strength and guidance. You are a global warrior. You are a life nudger, um, and I will say this here because I've said it in every conversation. You will be a world champion in the the art that you choose to do so. And if that's Muay Thai, you will be a world champion. You will be a world champion, but you're already a world champion in life. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Bunch. Steve. Thank you. Try your best to